Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. I do like this. We just got to get bigger chairs because yeah, I feel some, like a fucking five-year-old right yeah, now. So We need bigger stools. I feel like a little-ass kid. I know I'm going to get my balls busted for it, but that's fine. But Whatever. Joe's got some new stools that are like the correct yes, height for this, this bar, so that's going to uh, that's gonna look good and right. just a little bit of construction to do. And the only other thing we have to do is we just got to finish the front face of the table and everything. So <laughs> I just love how there's like I get, like your neck is the only thing above the table line. This is just yeah, uh, yeah. this is... Yeah, yeah. The way it should I be. That's this it's wonderful. Yep. I'm liking it. Uh, we'll get started in a second. Let's see who we got on here. Nobody. No viewers. Zero. Nobody's uh, listening to our banter. Pretty That's soon. Sad. Pretty soon. Takes a minute. Yeah. Why can't I go? Concurrent viewers seven. Likes one. Lives. There we are. So, no analytics. Oh, there's brother. Okay, it's just there we go. We're this back. Brother, we're good. God, I'm like a little ass kid on this table. It's kind of pissing me off a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this is definitely not ergonomic. Like typing on this is no strain. I'm gonna end up a carpal tunnel and shit. Here. <laughs> oh, but hello everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome really to the new well. setup. We'll uh, we'll get we still got to work on camera angles. We got to get a tripod so we're a little bit higher right now. We look like we're freaking. You're talking like down. We're like talking down. Yeah, to I've never had to tilt this mic down. I've always had it like <laughs> jacked all the way to the max so that the thing's almost breaking. Get a high chair. Yeah. Yes, I'm aware. I have to get a freaking high chair. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's go. bringing chairs. So you guys can boss balls all you want. Where's yeah. Holiday? Uh, holiday is uh, on a holiday. We uh, we didn't put him yeah. up yet. We still have to do some yeah. decorating and we whatnot. still got decorating to do. But we wanted to get some content out, so we're going to uh, we're going to do it with this uh, still under construction but yeah. armed and operational Death Star. Yeah, it's like the uh, Death Star under construction kind of. Good vibe afternoon, there. Daniel Valdez, Keith Noonan. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, ready. I am ready. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Right Worship Brother George Mudry. And Worship Brother Ken. This is weird looking at my face. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, yeah. it's weird seeing me. I'm usually in my side profile and got my good side. Right. Now yeah. it's like dead on. You can see my giant freaking sausage. Yeah, your jowls. I know. My jowls it's... hanging out. Oh, my God. This is a different angle. I don't like it. I'm going to have to go back to the side again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you could. That, that side's going to be clo- Well, I don't know. The camera angle would be weird. I feel like Whatever. I should stand we'll because out. I look like a little-ass kid on the camera. Like I mean, I'm, you can. Like, I look like I'm four. I don't know. Though. Let me try it. Let me try it. I got to stand up. I got to stand up. We're going to try it. reach my mic. This is going to have to see what like. straight up and down. There we go. Here stick we go. my face down. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, no. This no, is no, almost worse. Super uncomfortable. No. So All right. Back down to the little kid's table at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so uh, welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. Today's episode is episode 182, Freemasonry and Vikings. And if yeah. you don't think there's a correlation, I'm going to drop some stuff on you Ooh, a little bit. Knowledge bomb. going to be fun. Munchkins. Shut up, Trensky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I look like a munchkin. But anyway, we got some homework to do first. Uh, we don't have Facebook, but Mr. Ken... What do you got for Instagram? Instagram. Yeah, Unless you want me to go first. And you go first because I you go first. All right. So we get some Apple reviews we're going to cover first. And uh, YouTube subscribers. We got a lot of YouTube subscribers. Oh. Like through the roof. 
I'm going to go back. If I miss you, uh, I do apologize. Um, but uh, there's a lot. i got to go back quite quite far. Um, tried to start off where I think uh, we left off. And we will start with uh, Jordan Bush. Then we'll go to uh, Run Rabbits. All right. Okay. Run Rabbits. Uh, mm-hmm. G.C. Merlander, Stephen Thornton, Hunter Hall, and Ben Larravi. Larravi? Right there. Yeah, we'll go with that. Go with that. Uh, G, uh, it's Grimes 29, and uh, that's what I got Okay. for right now. Over on Instagram, we got, uh, let's see, Big Country. So, Oh, Adam Schrantz, uh, Raul Emanuel, uh, Manuel Miranda, uh, Joseph Madalena, uh, Bangalore Whore. <laughs> it's spelled wrong, so maybe it's supposed to be bang- Bangalore Ho. <laughs> um, the next one has the next one is in the Cyrillic alphabet, so I have no idea how to pronounce it. But uh, the, the the tag is Fiordoro Didid and whatever. Um, uh, all right. Let's see. Gold Mylar Industry. Uh, Novika Janosevic. Uh, Got that one. I know I was slow on. I'm working on it. Cheek uh, Bamba La Naf. Uh, um, you got it. You got it. Jesus, Follow through. You got it. Did, can somebody just have like normal <laughs> names this week? Uh, Hergilio Senna. Glad it's not me for a change. So um, MK. Let's see. Sid Morales. Um, Devin Wyatt. So thank you, brothers and friends. Thank Quite you, everyone. Great. And uh, let's toast them. Let's do that. Run it, brother. Right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Viva, viva, viva. I like that sound. It's a nice yeah. resounding Yeah, and it doesn't freaking yeah. s- doesn't deafen everybody who's listening on yeah. the mics. That's why Corey and Countertop. Yeah, me. I mean, it's got this kind of <laughs> like weird sound deadening ability. I kind of like it. Yep. All right, oh. let's do Apple reviews. We have a couple... Um, I can, find can I give a quick shout out while Go you're looking for that? Right. So I'd like to give a, a shout out to um, Ron Nash, who is uh, the, the president of um, one of the divisions of our company. And uh, apparently he's a listener. So no kidding. Yeah, it was, I was amazed. Wow. And you but still keep the, kept your job. Yeah, I st- as that's of right now, amazing. I still have a job. That's pretty awesome. So thank you for listening and thank you for your support. We appreciate it, Ron. All right. I think I've done this one before, but I'm not sure. Stop me if I have. Steve okay. Yutt. Uh, doesn't sound familiar. Steve Yutt. Uh, Steve at Yutt. Uh, 3531. Great stuff. Five-star review. I've had family members who are and have been Masons. Love the colorful and in-depth conversations on the podcast. I've been listening since March of 2019. Keep up the great work and Semper Fi. Semper Fi oh, Dellis. You know, I do. As soon as you said Semper Fi, I realized that we've read that All one right. before. But it's a good one. And uh, Sean Graham, I think we've done. I, I'm not sure. Fantastic five-star review. Stumbled across this podcast looking for some extra info on the craft before I petitioned my local lodge. Not only did the guys give me great insight, I've uh, I've since been accepted to the lodge awaiting my first degree. Yes, we've done that one too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what the hell? What's two? Um, I do have one other order of business before we continue and start our shenanigans, if you will. I'm ready. And this is from Dale Alexander. Um, he's a, actually a Patreon. Uh, he's a Patreon subscriber and uh, a Discord uh, degenerate, if you yeah, will. Yeah, a Discordian. Patreon's been blowing up with new guys. I've noticed that. They We've keep jumping like in, and I, I try to welcome seven. everyone personally, and I'm like, yeah, I'm and dropping then, the ball. Like yeah, just... and then Gangrene gets a hold of them oh, and yeah, freaking yeah. forget it. Then it's... And you know their, their, their initiation. What Have you seen what their initiation is? Or what they... Usually it's just ball busting. It's mm. ball busting, right. but they actually have an entry question with the exception of, like, you know, are you a mason? What's you... A, yeah, what got you interested in masonry, or yeah, why yeah. do you think you're worthy of the craft, or whatever. And what yeah. is their entry question, Ken? Uh... 
that, that that's it, isn't it? No, they want to know whether the toilet paper roll oh, goes yeah, over yeah, yeah, or yeah. under. Which is an How? important question. <laughs> it's it's like a psyche valve. But this right? is what because they do. If if you if you do under, there's something wrong with you. So shout out to Gang Green and everyone on Discord. That's the the stupid shit they do. Yeah, it's. <laughs> universally entertaining i don't even know how this happened like <laughs> whenever i need I a smile on my face when i'm having a shitty uh, day i just go on discord and i'm like oh my absolutely. problems are not that big. <laughs> and if you're interested uh, you can sign up for discord for as little as three dollars a month mm -hmm. and uh, you can become part of the patreon um and see extra content which i have to start adding but we've been so busy doing stuff yep and let's not forget about that gold tone <clears throat> freemasons podcast lapel pin yep it's like masonic crack and for anybody, yeah, pretty much. Um, and um, for anybody else who's interested, uh, I am going to be restarting the Lost Book of Enki. I just, again, I haven't had time. We've been obviously on our little uh, building escapade. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. Um, so we're going to, uh, baseball for kids and everything else going on. But yeah. anyway, uh, I'm going to be starting that up very, very shortly where I'll be reading the Lost Book of Enki again. Yep. Um, I'd like to do it with you boys too, see we get, Absolutely. You, get you get your take on it because I think I'm up to the part where the flood is about to happen. Okay. And it's the story of the flood. Yeah, I was alive back then. Uh, I, can, I can give you a first hand. No, account. Joe was alive back then. Yeah. Joe yeah. was alive back then. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be interesting. And there seems to be a lot of people, amazingly enough, who are interested in hearing your readings and your opinion on that book, which is um, There's so frightening. There's so many like, correlations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's insane. But, yep. And then we have one other, one other, um, what is it called? What the... Uh, Review. Now, here's the problem, and I want to, for all of our foreign listeners, I want to be clear. Apple doesn't show me foreign five-star reviews for whatever reason. I don't get them yeah. through Apple. Yeah. I have to get them through a separate website. So if yep. you have written a five-star review and I've missed you, please let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook. Yeah. Say, hey, yep. here's my five-star review so I can read it alive, alive, aloud, and we can uh, we can toast you for it. Yeah, until we figure out how to read all of those reviews. Yeah, there's so I don't know many, why it's like that. I don't know why it does that Apple's either. very annoying. Um, but uh, this one says, the light-hearted side of the craft, and this is from Elliot Tuck, five-star review from New Zealand. The Freemasons podcast is a great podcast that shows the light-hearted side of the craft. Or incredibly stupid masons. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> We're not all like pillars of the community and super uh, intelligent. Well, we are pillars of the community. We're just, right. I don't know. I just don't know that. Children that never grew up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would highly recommend it to everyone who is interested in the craft. The podcast covers great topics and the banter is by far the best part. Hmm. The banter. I mean, we would do it anyway. We don't have our, like it. So. We don't have our lead banter here today. He's, I don't know, manscaping the grays yeah. out of his, out of his well, no, he was, or whatever. No, was he was doing yard work. Which, which means manscaping mean, the grays out of his mangina. Right, right. So. But, I mean, today was like the only day you were going to actually be able to get any um, yard work done. I did mine, right. too, but I'm still here. Yeah. Uh -huh. You are still here, Cam. Just saying. Dedication. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Anyway, let's get serious. Um, yeah. So uh, let's toast these brothers yes, uh, for the five-star reviews and uh, all that stuff. Brother, right-hand arms. Two arms. Ready? Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. I feel like... While I'm sitting at this table, I have to keep my arms up on the table. I tried to do that, and then the blood started running to my it's brain. It's lifting. So I, it's yeah. like lifting me. I feel very yeah. lifted rather than sitting on the goddamn floor, which is what I probably look like I mean, on camera. It is, it's enhancing my. Uh, uh, they are conveniently it? overlooking. We we got your we got your we got your photo. It's over here. We just have to rearrange some stuff, and we're going to change camera angles and everything. We're just trying to put out what we can with what we have right now. So. Yep. Calm, calm your little, calm your little hormones. It's there. been too long since we've put out an actual episode, and not just vignettes and stuff. So, all right, let's get into the topic. Yeah. And uh, before we do that, if you're interested in this, if you like what we do, like and subscribe. Um, I we are very I, I, I who usually does the uh, the YouTube feed and everything. I'm very uh, I get back to to people very very fast. Yeah. If after we done going live, they have questions or whatever, I'm usually pretty quick with. Um, I gotta move my mic. Uh, usually pretty quick with getting back to comments or thanking for those who make comments and all that stuff. So uh, yep. we are very interactive. 
we are on the road to try to get 1,000 subscribers, and mm. we're about 200 short. So, yeah. so if you're watching, please do. What? What's our goal? Like just 1,000, kind of like what we did to Facebook. Just 1,000 by whenever? 1,000 by whenever. Okay. No. If, we, if we get 1,000 by a certain date, there. could we uh, have some sort of um, incentive for all of our listeners? If, they hit, if we hit that number by a certain date, we, uh, I don't know, Ken gets a Masonic tattoo or some nonsense. <laughs> Or I get a tattoo. I'll come up with something, but I think we should have some sort of incentive. But anyway, like, subscribe, comment, review, turn the little bell on so you can hear us when we go live. Yeah. And uh, let's get into it. So, Vikings and Freemasons. Mm -hmm. Ken, do you think that there's any correlation between Viking ritual and Freemason ritual? Honestly, I'm not aware of any. And when you brought this topic to my attention, I was like, I don't don't know where he's getting his information (laughs) from. This should be interesting. Because, no, I haven't heard any... Outside of maybe like, you know, um, histories, mysteries, or like uh, Curse of Oak Island, where they occasionally mention Vikings and Templars and Freemasons in the same breath, I hadn't heard any correlation. But I'm intrigued because I am Scandinavian. Me too. My family is from Finland. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear something that links, um, you know, the the Viking culture or the Scandinavian culture to our craft. Mm. I was waiting for you to finish what you were saying. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. I've never heard that did joke you? before. God damn it. That was fucking horrible. I need to kill myself for that joke. Anyway, here we go. Freemasonry, the Norse religion from the Vikings? Yep. Interesting. Here we go. Okay. So uh, I, I'll tell you how I got onto this topic. And again, this usually, it's like it's like a gift. It just comes to me sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you are the idea man when it comes to, to so, topics. I, I've never watched it before because I had no interest in before. But the show Vikings, I've okay. recently discovered. And we're, we're watching that now. Okay. Um, Is it it's, good? It's, it's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. That's uh, my list. Um, so... What I do is I, I'll, I'll get onto a show. I'll start watching it, and I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, that, that, yeah, really like that can't possibly happen. So now what I have to do is I have to actually go do like go to YouTube and find like, what the real history of Ragnar Lothbrok is, right? right i, I right, got to right. find out if this really happened, or yep. Rolo, or whatever the case may be, all like the main yeah. characters. Yep. So I go and do that. So now I start getting onto this. And then I thought, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if Freemasonry, you know, I mean, I know, I, I know, I know that freaking naysayers are going to boss my balls and mm-hmm. say, oh, well, you know, well, Freemasonry came in 1717, which is realistically the first recorded minutes mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, everything, and I, I've made this correlation before. It's like the mafia. The mafia didn't just pop up one day, Al Capone's like, hey, yeah. let's start shooting people on, the, on St. Valentine's Day and, and you know, yep. bootlegging liquor. Like, there was yep. a predecessor to it. Yeah. They got their, their, the omerta, the thing of ours, whatever they want to call yeah. it, from something that came prior. Right. So I started wondering, like, I wonder if Freemasons uh, took anything from Norse uh, ritual. Okay. And sure as shit, I find this article. Okay. In a book. We're I mean, masonry, masonry borrowed from a lot of different kind of like ancient mystery schools Correct. and, uh, you know, the church and so forth. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Which, by the way, the, the video that I reacted to. Yeah. <sighs> what? I'm catching some heat on that. Are you really? From our <laughs> listeners or just from, no, like, not from, from, my that, listen. from that guy who made the video? So the guy who made the video, oh, I Jesus. posted in the comments below, I will be... I will be reacting to this. And let me tell you, that one thread has 61 comments alone, more so than any others. You know, you're going to get banned from YouTube next. And then we're not going to be able to stream anymore. No, but I'm literally doing what I do best, and I'm really good at it. And you're giving them a professional heads up, like, hey, we're going to do a reaction video to this. Professional heads up, and then I'm going to tear your argument apart. And I'm going to fundamentally destroy every stupid thing to a point where I was getting yelled at by somebody saying, you're the devil and you're Satan, and bah! Wow. Lucifer666, you need to repent. Wow. Oh, yeah. They went... It was wild. A, it, I think it was a healthy debate. It was a one-sided kind of debate, but I think Joe and I tried to temper you a little yeah. bit. I don't think. You no, know. no, no, no. Not on our feed. On this video's feed. Oh, of the right. people who are like, you know. So they weren't watching your reaction. They were just like, no. the fact that you're doing no. it makes you the devil. Yeah. Well, yeah. there. Yeah. But however, there is a silver lining. 
to 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 every dark cloud, there are people who actually started asking me about Freemasonry. Hey, okay. what hey. about this? What about that? And I, you know, and I was very calm. I wasn't, you know, I didn't blow my my gasket and tell them they're stupid and all this thing. Right. I just fundamentally picked apart their argument and proved them why they're wrong. And uh, I had people who were actually asking serious questions, and uh, I hope that I gave them some knowledge or light or understanding of who we are and what we do. That was an unintended side effect of that entire thing. Like, it just turned, you know, we just thought it would be a funny thing to do, or not a yeah. funny thing to do, but yeah. like an, an illuminating thing to do. And now all of a sudden people are asking about but Freemasonry. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Along with all the vitriol you had to deal with, but yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'm going to have to go and look that up. Yeah, I'll send you the link. And uh, holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Uh, So anyway, I stumbled upon this article, uh, and I'm going to read it to you guys. And uh, you guys can come up. I want to be clear. This is in no way saying that Freemasonry is blah, blah, blahzy, blahzy. You know, Freemasonry Mm -hmm. derived from X, Y, or Z. But Mm -hmm. here we go. And also, these are not the opinions of any (coughs) Grand Lodge, Lodge, Free and Accepted Masons, or any other Masonic body. These are solely the opinions of Mm -hmm. uh, hosts of the Freemasonry. And I'm just reading it, and then we're just going to go over what we think. But I'll tell you. A lot of interesting curiosities in here. For instance, here we go. Uh, I was sitting in my Freemason Lodge in Oslo one night. So this is a Norwegian, Norway uh, Freemason. Looking at the two pillars in front of me, they were allegedly from King Solomon's temple. But could they instead be Norse god Thor's high seat pillars that the settlers threw overboard when nearing land as a Viking saga sagas tells? Interesting. So Viking Saga, again, I got to do my homework. So part of their Norse mythology was is that uh, the Viking sailors threw the pillars overseas, and that's how they ended up, you know, here on Earth or whatever. Okay. Follow what I'm getting at. So you could make it So the gods, like the Norse gods, threw, pitched them over, and that's how they ended up on Earth. The settlers threw them overboard oh, when okay. nearing land. Yep. So that's how they ended up be getting bestowed to us here on okay. Earth. And they've been recreated a thousand times over. Okay. There are many theories about the origins of Freemasonry. The most common is that it originated from stonemasons' lodges while the great cathedrals in England were being built. Others claim that uh, that they... Oh, Jesus. Others claim that they, it descends from the Knights Templar. Sorry about this. This is not me. This is this usually. Yes. Oh, okay. I suck at reading things, but this is written sucky. Oh, um, he probably translated. Others it claim that it descends from the Knights Templar. I'll just break it down in you know regular form. Uh, others admit that the origins is unknown. Now a new theory has been presented that Freemasonry is a direct continuation from the old Norse religion that Scandinavian settlers and Vikings brought with them to England and Scotland in the Viking Age. That the names of the Norse gods were removed and King Solomon in Jerusalem was introduced instead. Um, Hmm. This new theory is based partly on medieval English documents that claim that this transformation was done in York England and under King Athelstan's reign. With Christianity becoming more dominant, especially after the Norman conquest, this other religious entity went underground holding their meetings in secret places and lodges. The organization didn't appear public again until the beginning of the 1700s as Freemasonry and has since spread to countries in Europe and through the British Empire to America, Asia, and Australia. Today, there are many millions of Freemasons all over the world performing the old rituals and changeless rites. But has it remained largely a mystery? Uh, mystery. Uh, what is the true origin and what do the ceremonial rites actually mean? Um, I have something mm. after this article, too, but we're going to continue. There's, a, there's more to it. And I actually, this other article breaks it down like awesome. Okay. Anyway, the sensational new theory can explain a number of features of the Masonic rituals that are otherwise completely incomprehensible. So there, uh, there are so many incredible similarities between Freemasonry and Vikings initiation rites that it can't be just coincidence. For instance, the origin of the first three degrees in Freemasonry are the same as ancient initiation rituals of the North gods, Freya, Odin, and Thor. Their names removed and replaced by King Solomon's. 
Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I'd, um, I'd love to know exactly how close. The other are. article I have not read yet, so we're gonna we're gonna say now we're gonna win uh, it. Okay. Uh, this uh, um, hold on, and let me continue. A peculiar r- a ritual of the leather slipper that Freemasons wear on one foot is a lot less strange if it is known that the ancient Norwegian gulathing and the frostlathing laws what yeah it's i'm trying here okay laws state that a shoe made of cowhide on one foot was a fixed part of the ceremony in which young norsemen drank their salvation ale during the so-called atalecking well i'm trying these are norse words and i suck yeah, so they uh so they drank their ale wearing one slipper during the atalecking when fathers accepted their sons as full family members. Okay, so it was like a coming of age ceremony. Coming of age and ceremony. They had to wear one, one slipper, slipper made one of cowhide, cowhide. Mm-hmm. which is vaguely similar to part of Correct. our initiatic rites. That's interesting. The f- Although, oh, um, it was said that, and this is part of one of the lectures um, in Freemasonry, is that taking off one shoe. Um, harkens back to um, the Israel uh, Israelite plucking uh, off I, his slipper and giving it to his neighbor. Yeah, I'm trying to do it without like actually. Got it. But yes, yeah, I got you, uh, Book of Ruth actually talks about you take off one shoe and you give it to your neighbor, and that's how you show fidelity, you show sincerity, and um, so it could have come from more than one place. Would you like filibuster? some more filibuster? So uh, I got to give a shout out to That's my. That's a cool name. I got to give a shout out to my neighbor. Uh, this is an extremely expensive bottle of bourbon. Really? Yes. And he gave it to you? Uh, yeah. Just um, for because you're such a. Because because I'm a great neighbor. A glowing personality. So uh, shout out to my neighbor Ken. 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 Not this Ken. Not this Ken. Thank you, Different brother. Ken. Better Ken. No. Bigger Ken. More improved. It's like what was that? What was that version two? No, what was that? The, that movie with uh, Kurt Russell, Universal Soldier or whatever, right? I've Where they had like that. the new, better version of him. Never right? saw that. Somebody one. help me out. Yeah. Somebody, somebody help me out with that one. Anyway, Holiday. We're looking at you. Yeah, we know you've seen that movie. Yes. Uh, it's a military, well, a war movie or whatever. You know what? So I think it was Universal Soldier or something where he was like on like that like dead planet that was like a garbage planet and he was saving the people that were there. Holiday, help me out here. Yeah. I don't, but I don't anyway. Know that one. So we're drinking. We've got Filibuster over there and we've also got, I got to give a shout out to um, Lasting Brass uh, Brewing Company, which is actually in uh, Oakville, Connecticut. Oh, no shot. I think it's Oakville. Uh, Oakville, Connecticut. That's right. Yeah, one of my uh, friends actually picked up a couple four packs of this beer for me because I had never tasted it before. And we're drinking uh, Last Breath for <coughs> Lasting Brass, if anybody's interested, in Hopbrook. Yeah. And it's basically a chick getting dragged underwater by a crack. By an octopus, it. yeah. It's kind of interesting. Well, you know, it's breweries all have to have their little shtick for their labeling and stuff. Well, it's kind of a cool picture. Puss will bring you under. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Um, really weird now that I look at it. Back into the uh, back into the subject. So here's another one. This is pretty interesting. The Freemason's apron is a reminiscing of an old Scandinavian custom. He is quote unquote born again and was originally put out of a skin womb. The apron okay. is therefore a symbol of the womb from where he is reborn. Interesting. So I, okay. what I'm gathering from that is uh, old Scandinavian custom is where they put him in a skin, whatever the child person is. They wrap yep. him in a skin, yep. and then he is born out of the skin again. I, I'm assuming that's what that right. means. Right, and if you look at the Entered Apprentice ceremony, like one of the, the symbolic kind of, um, I don't know, what it's symbolic of is the rebirth, mm. right? So... Right, I guess, and that's the ceremony where you're given your white leather apron. So, right, okay, interesting. There might, there might be a link there. Yeah, um, the apron is therefore a symbol of the womb from where he is reborn. Traces of the old Freemasonry are found all over Scandinavia, include inside uh, museums, in old sacred places, under the oldest stave churches, and throughout its literature. The Icelandic author Sorne Sorlason. Sirlison, yeah, again, Scandinavian we'll names. Stop. Yeah, Iceland is it's a, and it's his contemporary, 
the Danish author Saxo both describe initiations to the gods in their writing, which today we can recognize as the first and third degree in Freemasonry. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think, if I stop me if I'm wrong, but I think at one point there was only two degrees of Freemasonry, wasn't there? No. There was I only the Entered Apprentice and the Fellowcraft. The Master Mason, you weren't the Master Mason. I think we kind of covered that, right? Uh, well, we, we speculated if there way, was... Way, way, way back. Way, way, way back, right? There was only... There were actually additional degrees, like part of the York Rite degrees in England. No, I'm talking about the initial... You, you had to, you know, like the Mark Master degree was part of ancient craft masonry no, but for I, a while. But yeah, I mean, the first You know what I'm two, talking about, right? Because it was called uh, just... You weren't called a Fellow Craft. You were just called a Fellow. Right. It was entered apprentice, a fellow, and then you were a master. Remember, like, we couldn't find yeah. anything on Master Mason. It was, God, it was that was pre 1717. Pre 1717, so yeah. right? Yep, yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of along the lines here. I don't know why you said first and third, because, I mean, me, I don't know. I mean, we're kind of just spitballing here, but I mean, maybe he meant first, first and second, and yeah. there wasn't a third or whatever, or what we compared to the third. You know, I feel like. This is me. I don't feel like the fellow craft degree was actually a degree, and that was kind of added later. And actually, yeah. it was the end of apprentice and master mason degree, but the master mason degree was a fellow degree. Yeah. And then in order to become the master, you had to be master of a lodge because we have right. our quote-unquote past master's degree as well, right? Right, right. Uh, I mean, if you look at the, the the actual ritual of the entered apprentice degree and the master mason degree, they have more similarities and differences, and the fellowcraft almost feels different. Like, Daniel Valdez, Kurt Russell was in Soldier, and he was dumped on a planet. Dumped on obsolete. a planet with obsolete. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That's what I was getting at. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank that. You. Otherwise, we'd be grasping at straws all night here. Yeah. Useless knowledge. Anyway, moving on. It's important. Uh, today's Freemasonry is very strong in Scotland due to the Norwegian settlements on the West Coast during the Viking Age. I don't know if that's an opinion piece or... That sounds like an opinion to me. Sounds like an opinion. Sounds like an op-ed. I mean... Yeah, well... It's... Um, today, Freemasonry is very strong in Scotland due to the Norwegian settlements on the west coast of uh, during the Viking Age. The revolutionary new theory claims and offers substantial proof that, that the ancient pre-Christian Norse religion has actually survived in Europe, but in hiding as Freemasonry. But the Freemasons do not know it themselves. Well, we no. don't know, right? We don't I mean, know. We're Lucifer, we're freaking right, we're devil but, worshippers. But we don't know anything, right? Like, cite, no matter how freaking high your degree is. So. Cite your sources. He didn't, like, say where what the substantial evidence is. Like, uh, here we go. So uh, I challenge anybody if he's interested. To, we might have, Maybe we could reach out to this guy. The only problem is, mm. from what I'm reading, is that his book is in... It's in uh, well, he wrote Scandinavia. It, yeah, he wrote it in Norwegian, and so it probably the, got translated to English, which I is don't why... think it got... So, here's the problem, though. If it got translated into English, that means he doesn't speak English, which means we couldn't have him as a guest on the podcast. Right. so that's, because, that would be my guess, just based on the fact that the grammar in that article is not quite right. Um, unless we get, like, Stephen Hawking to... Unless we get, like, Stephen Hawking to translate. It's Stephen Hawking, and unfortunately, yeah, he passed away a while ago. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's messed up. I, I, no, I'm talking about it's too like, soon, George. All right, whatever. I'm talking about the the, the, the phone translator, which is, at least right. does it in the Roman voice. Yeah, Siri Siri might be able to translate. As a Freemason of 30 years, I've studied Freemasonry and its history in detail. My groundbreaking new theory is presented in the book. I'm not going to read that. Uh, but it basically breaks down into Freemasonry and the Viking Age. In the Viking Age, excuse me. Okay. Uh, so anybody's interested in checking that out, if you can read Norwegian, if not, uh, we'll move on. However, here is another website, and this is translated, thankfully, in English, mm. partially. Um, Arvid Yastad is uh, the guy who's on the face here of this website, and it's uh, and I'm going to um, so anybody could check this out if you're interested at home or you want to check it out. F R I M U R E R N E, from your near. Yeah, we'll drop a link. Dot N O, Norwegian, forward slash Freyas, uh, dash right, dash one, dash degree. So this is called Freyas right, first degree. 
Okay. So this is going to break it down into actual degrees. I'm excited about this. Joe needs to come with the new chairs because my ass is numb sitting on these bar stools. Yeah, it does. It's starting to hurt a little bit. <sighs> okay, so it was on St. John Day, 1717, that the Freemasons again appeared in public when four lodges in London formed the Grand Lodge. Yep, we know that. Yep. Green Drive. Green, bleh. Green, not Green Dragon Tavern. Goose and Gridiron. Goose and Gridiron, dude. After this day, the original three degrees of Freemasonry have been named St. John's Lodges. From former secret lodges in England and Scotland, Scotland, uh, Freemasonry then spread into many countries in Europe and America in the first half of the 1700s. In Norway, the first meeting was also held on St. John's Day in 1749. That's crazy. 1749. Why is that crazy? Because Morningstar was in 1804. That's like oh. less than 50 years later. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, at Bugnadnos um, Konsgard near Oslo. Got it. What? Yeah. Scandinavian words, man. Come on. I know. You know why do I pick shit that's Sounds always cool. a language that I'll never understand? I do this all the time. Well, I would think if you're going to talk about Freemasonry and Vikings, Vikings lived in Norway. Norwegian people speak Norwegian. Mm. I know, but I always pick like something that's like extremely difficult for me to read so that everybody either A, is making fun of me because I'm short of shit sitting at this table, like or B, or, I can't yeah. speak for shit. So, yeah. well, I mean, moving you know, on. You're a glutton for punishment, I guess. <laughs> this day, the longest day of the year, is still celebrated with bonfires by a water's edge all over Scandinavia and great festivals. Uh, this is pretty cool. He's actually got pictures up here and shit. Uh, the former sacred places in western Norway, Egia, in or Egia, whatever you want to say, hmm. Egia, I don't know, Egia, um, in a place in freaking Scandinavia, have quite unusual sun conditions. Midsummer, they are met in the day's first sun rays, and by the last rays before the sun goes down, so they meet all day basically. Midsummer, they hmm. are met by the day's first sun rays, and by the last day, the last rays. Before the sun goes down. Right. That's uh, a long-ass lodge. Spend maybe. all day in the sun. I love so. my brothers, but I'll tell you what. There's no goddamn way you're going to keep me locked yeah. in the room here. Wear sunscreen, too. Yeah. Um, in, in the sanctuary at Tennes, uh just under the surface, a small stone coffin without the lid with burnt bone remnants, probably from the ancestors of the farm, was found under archaeology geologic excavation in 1915 there were traces of fire on the wall or myrrh that soon fire that's the scandinavian word for fire mm. that stood in the middle of the sanctuary a knife was also found there that's interesting uh i'm gonna fast forward here um there's a picture on here it's pretty cool it's called the shrine at ronhein near trodenhein excavated by the danish archaeologist um I'm trying to find where I was reading here. Um, the sh uh, To the right of the old stone horg with the open coffin remains to burnt human bones. They were two slate walk walking rings around the coffin. Interesting. There are two slate walking rings around the coffin, one probably for the initiation of the candidate, the other for Freya. The area between the walking rings was filled with white glimmering stones. <clears throat> I've collected some there before. All was destroyed and removed. Uh, n also note the four pillars in a square. So they have a picture up here. They have four pillars in a square. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the walking ring is... The walking ring is kind of reminiscent of, of our circumambulation. Uh, it was probably Frey and Freya's house. The long stone walls run from east to west. Uh, to the left, there is a large stone that may have been part of a original stone altar where it has been fire. Uh, I'm trying to find it where it actually... Here we go. This is where he's making the correlation. Um, hold on one second. I need to wet the whistle. Running out of air here. Now you have the uh, do you have the YouTube feed up as well? You mm -hmm. can drop a link to that when you get a chance. I wasn't able to find. Yeah, it. I absolutely can. It so you, uh, let's do that right now, uh, so you guys can follow along. If you're home, please don't do this while you're freaking driving. Yes. <laughs> Pay attention to the road. I'm gonna drop a link right here in the live chat, so you guys can check it out. <laughs> 
It's pretty interesting. All right, so uh, let's see here. Here we go. The later, the latter, the later sanctuary is a high wall, very similar to Norwegian stave churches, where post holes for four small pillars have been found. They confused the archaeologists since they had no roof-bearing function. I believe it is here we find the origins of the uh, four or three pillars, so which are placed in the lodge room of the Freemasons today. The Danish archaeologist, whatever his name is, who excavated the shrine, found a large stone inside the hallway which may have served as an altar. In my opinion, the ceremony shows in the drawings cannot be correct as the artist interpreted the stone walls as a road from the water up to the shrine. Hmm. Um, I have to go back up to the picture now. Oh, you see it now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Gutenlagging and the Frostlagging laws have provisions for atoling. Well, when a son was to be recognized as a member of the, of the breed, a big feast was held on the farm. Three a three-year-old ox was slaughtered, and a large amount of beer was brewed. Hmm. The boy who was to be admitted into the breed got a shoe made of the ox foot on his bare right foot. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Another Norse custom was to drag a child. Who oh, jeez. I drag my children all the time. No, I'm kidding. I would never beat my children. Out of a folded skin that Hard. symbolized the uterus. Wow. Yeah. Was to... Uh, who was to be admitted in the breed uh, out of a folded skin that symbolized the uterus. The skin was fastened around his waist and thus adopted was reborn. Okay. So they would put the skin of the ox around his friggin' waist after they dragged him in it, apparently. Yep. Well, I mean, that's what the other article talked mm-hmm. about as well. I mean, and there's... Similar. I, not, the, not the second part where it was put around his waist, though. It just said, you know... You, right. You were just covered in a skin and then correct. you had to burst um, from it. Edda poem is about a king's son, Otar, who was initiated to Fre- uh, Freyda uh, by the fire or wall. An initiation to Freyda is also found in the Danish historian Saxo, Saxo's account of King Hayden's journey to the underworld. Freya fetch it, which is interesting mm-hmm. in itself right there, just the King Hadling's journey to the underworld because... I mean, go to the Chamber of Reflection. Vitriol. Yeah, yep. Vista interiora to whatever. I suck at lead. But it basically means visit the interior of the world and, and, and purifying purify it. And, 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 yeah, and in finding it purified. Or something. I'm, I'm glad Joe's not here. He would have smacked me in the back. He would have. Um, but uh, anyway, th- so that's interesting. Um, Freya... F- fetches Hadling in the hall together and they make a journey into the underworld where she eventually leads him to the fire uh, or the wall. Here Freya cuts off the head of a cock. What's in the chamber of reflection? I don't think there's any chickens in the chamber. Mm-hmm. There is? It's actually one of the symbols that can that mostly used in Europe, but it's a symbol on the wall. Oh, really? It's I a, didn't know that. Yeah, it's a picture of, of a... Mm. And, and I want to be clear here, you dirty bastards on freaking Discord. Cock isn't chicken. It's a chicken. Chicken. Mm. Yep. Um, I, mine didn't have that. My chamber of reflection that I went through during York Rite, which is not the same as your chamber. Yeah, yeah there's a... That. It's more prominent in uh, Europe, Europe where it's lodges, it, they yeah. put... The, they put the cock in the wall, and then above it, that has uh, the words um, "perseverance" and something else around it, hmm. because it's it, the spirit of the the cock is a, is an animal that will fight until the death. It won't stop. Yeah, that's they're for just, damn sure. I've seen it happen before. Yeah, they're just they're just nasty bastards. Yeah. They just fight to the death. They don't care. Little dinosaurs. Yes. Um, so it uh, she has she cuts off the head. Uh, has it brought it with her, throws her head over the fire. Immediately, the cockrow is heard from the other side. Thus, by the myrrh or the fire, there is new life. Hadling goes through uh, a sacred wedding with Freya and becomes her husband. Um, Hadling becomes, big words, possibly the word free could uh, mean Freya. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's moving on here. Uh, let's see here. The picture below shows two gold jewels, one from Jaren in Norway and the other from uh, Ludenborg on the Froon in Denmark. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> Words are causing me to burp. Freya has a good grip around the candidate's hand wherein she leads him onto the journey. Note Freya's braid. It can be associated with a noose around the candidate's neck. Ah! Mm-hmm. You see it? I mean, kind of. It just seems The right super, side picture. Yeah, it seems super tenuous. It does. It does. But, I, I'm, again, uh, also now that he wears two different shoes, does he wear an ox shoe on his right foot? I'm not seeing. Okay. Oh, all right. So they're looking yeah, at the right side image. There's one that's squared on the nose. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe they're pulling it. Strings here? I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, let's see what else they have to say. Anyway, uh, Freya is leading the candidate to, uh, to Golgolber from Scandinavia. This is how the candidate is led into degree in the Scandinavian Freemasonry today. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, I mean, their their ritual has been influenced by Norse mm-hmm. mythology. Um, whether which is cool, Freemason Scottish right? Inception was or not is an open question. But I mean, obviously, there's going to be some cultural. Um, you know, coloring going on in the ceremonies, the rituals of Freemasonry in their country. I mean, off this, I'm not reading off this, but isn't it in Norse mythology or Norse tradition that they would drink from the skulls of their enemies to? Wasn't that Sparta? Was it Sparta or was it Norse? Somebody help us out in the yeah, it comments. Could have been, it could have been Norse too. I could see them doing something like that, but yeah, it wouldn't. I just remember them. You know, they got the freaking the head with the skull, drinking the freaking yeah. wine or whatever. There were whatever. definitely there were definitely ancient cultures that did that kind of right, thing. Right, right. And, and I'm just thinking of a particular certain. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I know where you're going. Oh, okay. I'm say anything. Picking up what I'm putting down. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and realistically, I mean, if you really want to, I mean, yes. Knights Templar is a Christian degree. Yes. I hate to, to break it to all the people who think we're devil worshippers. It is a Christian degree. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, religious, but, the religious overtones in that series of three degrees is Christian. Like, definitely de facto Christian versus, you know, our allusions to the great architect of the universe instead of God and all the other degrees of Freemasonry. Well, I mean, you could even make a comparison loosely that it's still a knightly order. You know, Vikings weren't knights, but they did have a code of honor to get right. to Valhalla. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. We find all the symbolism today in today's Freemasonry. The coming Freemason gets a slipper on his right foot before being led into a room, a remnant of Atelding. Atelading, whatever. Mm-hmm. The Freemason is led on a journey three times around the room. Sorry, Mike. Um... We're going to definitely need to get some wires. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to need to get some wire holders because it keeps pulling my mic away from You know, I've got plenty of cable organizers. We'll we'll get it done right. We're not done yet. The Death Star is the operational. Yeah, I mean, it's it's working. (laughs) We're here. (laughs) We're broadcasting. Um, The Freemason. It's falling over yet. No, not yet. Hey, why you got to have the word yet in there, though? God damn it. Because. Freaking naysayer. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's sturdier than I thought it was going to be. We also haven't tied the sides into. We got yeah. a couple more boards in the front. We also got to do the insides because this thing is pretty much just a gut in the middle here. Yeah. Um, so we got some more. Extra... We need a little shelf in here for the yep. computer that we're building and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's and then uh, tripod's going to go up there so that the camera's going to be pointed, you know, on a, you know, a good angle rather than you know people looking up at us because so you don't have to look at. George's jowls anymore. Can get Georgia high chair. Yes. <laughs> we already talked about that. We knew that was going to come. You're late to the game there, kiddo. Yeah. Um, oh, my back. Oh, let's see here. <laughs> this is yeah, like I know. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. This is all I had, though. It was either that or we're no, be really mean, I, sitting on the floor with the yeah, chair. Yeah, or we would have been so. standing. So I, standing. Appreci- I appreciate you doing yeah. that. Uh, it would, uh, Brother Lee uh, Musikoff, it would be cool having a podcast discussing the similarities between the EA and MM degrees and why the Fellowcraft degree seems different. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I would love Because to that's why that. I think the Fellowcraft degree wasn't a freaking degree that was yeah. put in later. I don't think there was a Master Mason degree. I think the Fellow degree was the Master Mason degree. And then the Past Master degree was the Master Mason degree because... You weren't a master until you were master of lodge. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I'll have to like do a little bit of research on that myself because I don't know all that much about the ancient origins of each of the three degrees. But yeah, I mean, mm. when you just if you just look at it objectively, each of those three degree ceremonies, like the ritual is 
The fellow craft stands on its own almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it came later. I think it was added later. That's my personal opinion. Let's do some research and have an episode on it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That's going to be a fun one. All right. Let's continue on here, and then we'll wrap this up here. Uh, the Freemason led into the journey three times around the room and, uh, and around the coffin and is then told to take three steps over the coffin uh, with the bone remnants of his ancestors. Then he's led to the altar where he is initiated. The ritual does not tell to whom. Uh, after his initiation at the altar, the Freemason gets an apron around his waist. They're jumping a lot, but I'll continue. Yeah. Um, the symbol of the uterus, which means that he is born again. Yeah, there's a lot of supposition in here. At the end of the meeting, he is placed in the Northeast, a sacred direction in pre-Christian time where the sun rises in the midsummer. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be part of the midsummer ritual of Scandinavia that they do. It could be, or it could just be where the sun rises. Like, you know what I mean? There's just, it, mm. it, it seems like they're grasping a little bit. Uh, in Scandinavian Freemasonry, the candidate is met by love when he arrives at the altar in the lodge room. Uh, is met by love, is in quotes, uh, in the lodge room for his mm-hmm. initiation. Below, we see the first degree in the York Rite oh, with a noose around his neck and the slipper on his right foot. Uh, they're stretching here. Okay. Uh, the Midsummer Feast at Scandinavia is associated with old fertility rites. It is so-called... Okay, let me stop right here. I got I to gotta throw this out here. For all my Christian friends, I hate to tell you that all, all of these holidays and or festivals came on the back end of something that was already there. Oh, yeah, they were just repurposed. They were just repurposed yeah. to be Catholic. Yep. So this Midsummer thing, Easter. Meets this Midsummer Feast, mm-hmm. uh, that could be... Your pagan Saint John's fertility, right? Oh, I see what Ascension you're Day or whatever the hell we have yep. coming up. Yep. Um, Christmas. I hate to break it to you. Jesus didn't die on Christmas. That was the original festival lights, a pagan ho- uh, holiday, which right. symbolized generally uh, when the darkest day of the year was. Yeah, and it was a lot easier to get people to you know that already have like these deep entrenched cultural traditions right. during these times of year. Let's look at Easter. Christian, if you just make a holiday that you know correlates. With Let's look at Easter. Holiday. What the hell does an egg? Or an uh, Easter bunny have anything to do with the resurrection? It's a pagan for it's a fertility, pagan. right? Yep. And it, it symbolizes uh, everything coming back to life. Yep. Uh, egg is a similar fertility. A bunny, you ever heard hump-like bunnies? I've never heard that. Never heard anything? I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's what it comes from that's because that's when do. everything starts to come back and that's, that's where you get they, your Easter bunny. They reproduce Sorry, like kids. it's their job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my kids aren't listening to this at home. Um, so anyway, that's what that symbolizes, and they just took it, and they robbed it, and made it something else. Yeah, repurposed it for their own devices. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying, you know, I just want to be clear, like, I'm not shitting on the Christian religion, because, you know, I think it's, it's great that you're using it for something that you believe in. It's great. Mm-hmm. Just understand the history of it. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that Jesus died that day. Correct. It was, or, it was or, hey, we need or to Arisen pick... that day. Right, right. Or or arisen that day in, right. in terms of Easter. But it was like, we need to celebrate these things on right. a particular day. When should we celebrate it? Well, I mean, if you're converting a bunch of pagans en masse, I also it makes think sense of, to like take over those holidays. I also think of back in the day when all these missionaries and monks would go to these pagan things. Because that's what they did. They were on mission. They would go to places. They right. would see how other cultures did things and they would oh you need to see jesus right. point of but, yeah, part of it was to convert them but they're also learning in that process. could you imagine if this was like christmas which was a pagan holiday originally it was yep. the festival of lights or whatever the hell they called it back in the day mm-hmm. and they have all the fires going and everything and they're trying to illuminate because that's what your christmas lights are all about is to illuminate the dark i hate to break it to you guys um yeah that's what it means no oh. that's where it came from okay anyway um, so you have all, they would they would burn you know pyres and all have big fires and everything and help try to cast out the darkness cast out the darkness yeah. bring back the light and all that yep. stuff okay. so how, monk shows up he's like so a bunch of these Vikings are running around they got fires all over the place and they're drinking ale and having a good time he's like this is fucking cool 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, part of it is like, oh, we really should be converting them, but man, I really... This is cool as shit. I'm Let me bring this back to my boss yeah. and uh, see yeah. if he's down for it. Yep. Yep. That's what I think happened. I think a lot of that happened. That happened a lot with... Um, oh, there was so much plagiarism between the Knights religions. Templar and the Crusades. Absolutely. Like the, the exact same thing happened. Uh, let me finish this up, and then we'll uh, we'll just jaw whack for a couple minutes, and then we'll mm. be done. This so-called Jonzok, St. John's wedding. Oh, there you go. That's what I said. St. John. Which is still, it's nice that I could bang the table and not deafen everybody. Yeah, too. I know. It's uh, celebrated at Voss in Hardanger. Hardinger? Hardinger, yeah. Hardinger. Uh, in Western Norway, is probably a reminisce, uh, remnant in the initiation to Freya. Uh, the Pisher is from Voss, or yeah, whatever, moving. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. The Freemasonry, uh, the Freemasonry meetings always end with a guild with a good food and drink. That's like a dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the word mur is today replaced. That's M U R is mm -hmm. today replaced by the corresponding French word Mason. Interesting. Corresponding, which means that's what it translates over. Right? Uh, is that what corresponding means? Yeah, not necessarily. The word uh, mirror is today replaced by the corresponding <laughs> French twice word mason. Goddamn. I don't know what that means. Like, that could mean in the language. It could mean, I, I don't know. Um, unfortunately, and he does cite all of his sources, which is cool. Like, this guy's yes, definitely, yes. you know, a little bit of a scholar. But all of his footnotes are to books that are in Norwegian. So. Right. Uh, except for Duncan's Ritual Monitor. Um, so he cites that. Oh, there's, oh, I have another one here. Hold on, hold on. I got one more, and then we'll we'll. we'll so this is actually uh, another website. It's ganglary ganglary dot n. Oh God, who's this? We got a phone call coming in. Hello. Hello. Is that Zanino? Hey, it's me. Oh, it's not Zanino. It's public. What do you George. want? I heard you talking about Vikings. Yes. I, I got jokes. <laughs> All right. We're kind of in the middle of something there, I mean, Papa George. I kind of want to hear him. What do you mean? What's your joke? You're doing the show. I'm watching you. All right. I'm watching you. You need a high chair, you little one. Yes, I know. What's your joke? What, you call, what do you call a midget Viking? What do you call a midget Viking? I don't know. George! <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. So anyway, this is um, <clears throat> something that is uh, off another website. And I'm just going to read. And this is uh, in the bold red. It's um, correlations between Freemasons and Viking stuff. When the sons of Vikings were to be included in the clan family, he got to wear a leather shoe. We've already covered that. At the reception yep. of the first degree of Masonic Lodge, the future Freemason wears a slipper on his right foot. Yep, covered that. At the inauguration, the future Mason goes around the so-called working blanket tracing board three times and then steps over it three times mm -hmm. i don't think that's hasn't oh, it might not be american but well it's reminiscent of circumambulation somewhat mm -hmm. uh after death the body was often burned and the remains which was considered to be sacred were stored in a coffin a young man had to go three times around the coffin and then step over it three times <clears throat> number three is interesting though i'll give you that one okay they keep Three, 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 three. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even that, I think, unless you can prove kind of causality, it's still, I mm -hmm. mean, three was an important number in a lot of cultures and religions, and it's just a number. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Um, an important symbol in Freemasonry also be the pillars that we think of Solomon's pillars. They can be actually be symbolic continuation of the North Norse pillars where we covered that one too. I'm just trying to find if there's anything else. There was also an ancient yeah, yeah. pagan custom to take a child that was adopted, take him up by the seed out of a folded leather. Okay, yeah, so yep. we've already that covered was the, this. the reborn, rebirth uh, womb yeah. thing. So I think we covered all I'm the similarities. Link in the, uh, in the chat as well. Yeah. In case anybody wants to read that one. Um, this is a pretty good summary of everything that we talked about. I don't know, Kenny. What do you think? I, you know, I'm not convinced. Um, I'm kind of a skeptic. I'm a man of science. Um, I'm a big, you know, correlation does not necessarily prove causality type. So I'm mm. still, I mean, it seems very opinionated. And it might just be the fact that these, these, these articles are being translated from Norwegian. 
mm-hmm. but it seems very, you know, not so much definitive. It seems just like opinion pieces, which also, is fine. I also think that, you know, what people don't realize is that there's a lot of carryover from religion to religion. Yeah. A lot of it. Yep. There's and different, you know, the, the Vikings went to England. Uh, they went there first attacking, but then, you know, then you have the Norman Empire, which is the Vikings were like, fuck it, we ain't leaving. Yeah, and there was a lot of cultural <laughs> transference there, even if they were right. conquerors. So like, you're going to get you bleed know. over. And again, yeah. one of the comparisons I make is it was the, the neck thing called the Shemag, Shemag, Shemag. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's, it's the, something like that... Desert, uh, desert wear there. Desert the people wear there. Your eyes and your mouth and everything. And yeah. if you look at the, the Iraq War... 2003, mm-hmm. uh, 2003. American soldiers kind of brought that American back, soldiers yeah. started wearing them. Yeah. They were wearing them around their necks. They would have them, and they would use them. Yep. So you're going to get a lot of cultural bleed over of yep. things that, even to this day, yeah. you're going to have that happen. You're going to have that cultural tie, in a right. sense. And, I mean, these, these authors, these scholars are also all from... Some of them are Masons, some of them aren't, but they're all from Norway, right? Mm. So they're experiencing Freemasonry through the lens of Norwegian Freemasonry. Much similar than Americans do when we're talking about Freemasonry and our founding fathers and stuff. And and there are variations. I mean, the Mm. core of Freemasonry always remains the same worldwide, but there is always a little bit of variation from country to country and jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Of course. Are Norway's rituals going to be slanted somewhat, you know, to kind of Mm. uh, honor Norse mythology? Yeah, 100%. So their experience may lead them to say something like, oh, yeah, obviously mm. uh, Vikings influenced the, the formation of Freemasonry. Eh, not necessarily. Mm. Like, you guys might just be going through the initiatic experience with a little bit of, mm. you know, Norse culture kind of blended into it, whereas they need to make a degree. in America, we have our own kind of, like... That would be a badass degree. What a Viking like a degree! Viking degree in the Scottish Rite or something. That would be pretty cool. Or even I just mean, they like... had their own court of conduct too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like there was, there they had. I mean, you want to compare it to to like Hiram Abiff? He wouldn't give up the damn word. Vikings, right. they would fight until they got to Valhalla. Like they would, yeah. they were just that same that same brotherly bond. You could almost compare the two. You're not going to get information out of them under torture. Like yeah, no. Yeah. Vikings. Actually, there's a crazy, and actually it's in the, the show Vikings, but there was an actual true story to this. Uh, one of the Vikings was captured, and uh, he said, you know, they had a, they would not flinch. And there's some Vikings that said, I want to be standing when I get beheaded mm-hmm. because I want everyone to see that I'm not going to flinch. Right, right, right. Another dude said, uh, I'm going to put my head down on the block. I just would like for someone to hold my hair out of the way. Right, yeah. And he put his hair, he flipped his hair over. The guy was holding his hair. And right as the axe was coming down, he yanked back, and the dude's hands went in front of the axe. And oh, boom, nice. Locked his hand up. And <laughs> this particular Viking, I can't remember. What, it's, it's in the show Vikings, but it's actually it based happened. off of something that really happened. Okay. And the Viking laughed. He thought it was hysterical. And, and they killed they, him anyway, but he was like, eh. no, they actually were going to pardon him. Oh, really? Because it wasn't, it was in, in, in Vikings, the show, it was the French beheading a Viking, but in real life, it was a Viking beheading another Viking clan. Oh, and okay. being that they showed, he showed such tenacity to let the dude hold on to his hair and then pull his head back quick. To they were like, that was in. a good one. You They're can like, live. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And what they did is they said he can live, but he said, I will only accept the pardon if they all get pardoned too. And then they said no, and then he ended up dying. Anyway. Anyway. But well, that just well, goes to no. show you the code of honor right. that they had amongst each other. Yep. So I think a freaking Masonic degree. Here's one thing. We've all talked about this before. I love the original Masonic degrees, but they got to build more. Yeah, I mean to have so to have a stories. themed to have a themed degree is is okay, right? So like I can imagine an EA degree that has a lot of like Norse elements baked into it, torches by, you know, by firelight, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um everybody dressed in in Viking what regalia. If, I think that would be cool. What if we did our own right? We'll just call it the Freemasons podcast. No, you can't right? do that because then you're innovating and then we will get our <laughs> dues cards yanked and uh, charters pulled. And it's just If gonna, they haven't done it already, we're yeah, good. It would be a shit storm. Let's not do that. But <laughs> I, I mean, theme degrees, lodges do it all the time. Right. Your jurisdiction may or may not, you know, your Grand Lodge may or may not allow that kind of thing. Right. Um, here in Connecticut, it's okay as long as right. you're, you know, running Within things the bounds. Of yeah, 
and you're getting dispensation if you're doing it outdoors right. or something like that. There are, you know, channels you we have should to go do it, through, Kenny. Let's make up a Viking make degree up team. Make up a Viking. I'll we'll make up a, a Viking degree team. Degree team. To do regular, you know, do regular degrees. Degrees, but in Viking. I'm, I would I would be behind it, man. But instead of the word heaven, we'll mean. change it to Valhalla. Yeah. We'll I'd, even I'd, do it and like we'll like tattoo our faces and everything. We'll call I'd, Alex up. I'd be all about that. We could, do tattoos. we do we have enough um brothers that are Scandinavian that we know of that we could put a because you would probably want to be able to claim some sort of interest ancestry back to I'm Scandinavian yeah. apparently well, you're two of us are in um, we'll have to find some other brothers if there's Joe, any local brothers that are Scandinavian that would like to join our Scandinavian cool. degree team our Viking <laughs> degree team please uh, reach out to us this could be fun what do you say Kenny I got stuff to do yeah I mean I've got to go get my Viking costume together so <laughs> I have limited time. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> My bad. So you're going to be on Amazon Prime tonight is Maybe basically George what you're saying. Snort. No, man, I'm going to make it myself. <laughs> My wife is really good at sewing and making costumes. We could easily rattle something off tonight. All right, Kenny, let's shut it down hmm. for the Freemasons podcast. I am right, Worship Brother George Mudry signing off. I am Worship Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Have a great night. This was fun. Shut this shit down. Bye, kiddos. Good night, everyone.